All right, so we'll say good morning. Good morning. Let's begin. So first of all, we dedicate our learning this morning as Yerufu Shlima from Moshe Gershon Ben Chaya. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, he'll have a complete and enduring Rufu. So we'll say top of Mem Zayno and Aleph the Mishnah. Mi shenizrak alav echa miradamim v'nitmas. Well, it's another interesting case. Someone ultimately again, who, remember again, Nazir at the conclusion of his, he's bringing three karbanos, he's bringing a chatas, an ola, and the shlamim. So what happens? Let's say one of the bloods was sprinkled, v'nitma. Listen, that is an interesting case. He became tummy. So he became tummy. Now, after one of the bloods has already been sprinkled, Rabbi Eliezer Omer Soser Esakol. So Rabbi Eliezer says, that Abosa, he loses the entire Nazirus. Well, actually, the truth is that let, let's 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 define it like that for now, even though we're gonna revise that in the Gemara just a little bit. But remember, Rabbi Eliezer is of the opinion that we saw yesterday that in order for the Nedu Nazirus to end, what has to happen? He requires all the masim, he requires Rika Saddam, cutting of the hair, and tnufa. Only then is the Nazirus finally over. Therefore, again, according to Eliezer, if you become Tameh, only after one of the sprinkling of the buds, before all of the concluding processes had been done, so he so ser, it literally it, it undermines the nazirus. And then again, so ser sakol means it destroys everything. Again, we'll qualify that statement. Chacham nechum say no. Yavi shar karbonos of say no. You bring the rest of your karbonos and you're okay. And I will say now, interestingly enough, if you look at the rush, so the rush says of here chacham um yavi shar karbonos of yitar perish lechishe yitar. The chacham hold like this. I will say remember in this case, let's say for argument's sake, I offered up, uh, I offered up the chatos. They sprinkled the blood of the chatos. And then I became Tomei Mace. So the Chachamim say, not a problem. Obviously now you can't offer up the rest of, I can't offer up the rest of my Karbanos. Why not? Why not? Because I'm Tomei. So therefore the Chachamim say, I have to go through the process of Tara. I have to go through purification. And after purification, I could just simply resume, to resume offering up the rest of my Karbanos. But what? I need not repeat any any amount of the nazirus. And I will say this is the Chachamim Lishitasam, because the Chacham hold that what? Once one of the sprinkling of the bloods is it was done, then ultimately again the Nazirus has concluded. Amrlo, Amrlo, so they said, so the Chacham said to Rabbi Eliezer, Maaseb Miriam Hatardmudis, Shenizrak Aleha Echad Minadamim. So we'll say there was this episode with Miriam Hatarmudis. This is a woman, and she was in Nazira, and what happens? They had she so they had sprinkled the blood of her first carbon. And they came and they told her that her daughter was, was unfortunately deathly ill. So Miriam Hatamudis runs home and she finds Nebuch when she got home her daughter had passed away. So we'll say, so now, remember again, she's lost her daughter, but there's also a halachic issue, which is now what? She's Tomei Tumas Ohel, right? Because she's under the same roof now, unfortunately, as her deceased daughter. The Chum said it's not a problem. She does not lose any of her Nazirus. Rather, what happens? Again, she again. there's a pause. So remember again, even the Chum agree, you can't offer up Karbanos Bituma. So she has to undergo the seven-day purification process for Tumas Mace. But after that process is complete, she could just simply resume the offering of her kabbalos. Says the Gemara, Katani Rabbi Eliezer Omer Soser Asakol, Vaha Omer Rabbi Eliezer Kol Achramelos Shiva Soser. So we'll say the Gemara raises the Kasha. The Mishnah makes it sound like this that according to Rabbi Eliezer, in this case, where the Nazir becomes Tameh after the sprinkling of the first blood, then what? Then what's the Allah? You lose, well, Soser Asakol, you lose everything. 
you lose everything. Everything sounds like what? Now we have to repeat the whole Nazirus. But says the Gemara, how could that be? Rabbi Eliezer is of the opinion that at any time you become Tameh, Achar Malos, what does Achar Malos mean? If I become Tameh, after the duration of my Nazirus has ended, Rabbi Eliezer, we had this long time ago, Rabbi Eliezer Paskind, based on Xerus HaKasov, that's what? The most you lose is seven days. You'll never have to repeat. Remember, this was a special, unique halacha, according to Rabbi Eliezer, for a Nazir who becomes Tameh after the duration of the Nazirus. The most I ever have to repeat after the duration of Nazirus has concluded seven days. So for those whole seven days, why would he say, so sir hakol, to which the Lord says, no, 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 Amarav, my soser, not me to come our soser carbonosov. No, Rabbi Eliezer doesn't mean you have to repeat the whole Nazirus. What Rabbi Eliezer says you have to do is what? You have to repeat all of the carbonos. So we'll say, so, oh, thank you for that. Back up there, I appreciate that. It was very nice. So it says, therefore, again, says Rabbi Eliezer like this, that Lamaisa, again, in this case of Rabbi Rabbi Eliezer will agree that the Nazir has to repeat, that the Nazir has to repeat seven days. Now, the truth is, that's not really such a chiddush, because you're going to have to wait seven days regardless, because you're Tommy. So that's not, what he holds is like this. What do you do with that first carbon that was offered? So let's say again, in the case of the Mishnah, Nazir offered the chatas, and then sprinkled the blood of the chatas, then becomes tummy. Rabbi Eliezer, when he says, Solzer Sakol, means yes, you have to repeat seven days in the zeros, but in addition to that, what? The chatas you offered is not good. You're going to have to re-offer another chatas. Hachanami Mistabra, this appears to be clear in our interpretation of the Mishnah as well. Diktani v'chachamim omrim tavi shar karbanoseha v'titayar shmamina. Because also, what does the Mishnah say? According to Hacham, they say what? That in this case, yes, you have to wait till seven days to become pure, but after that, you offer up the remaining carbonos, which indicate to us what? They hold that that first carbon was valid, whereas Rabbi Eliezer Paskins, that that first carbon ultimately, again, was invalid. So, we'll say, so now what the Gemara is saying over here is that Lamaisa, again, the Machlokis, Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim, is not about repeating the duration of the Nazirus. Both will agree you have to wait seven days. Now, granted, according to Rabbi Eliezer, those seven days are seven days of purification and also what? And also seven days of Nazirus. According to the Chachamim, those are just seven days of purification. What's the Nikudas? What's the Machlokes? The Machlokes is what do you do with that first carbon that was offered before Tumor? According to Rabbi Eliezer, you have to repeat it. According to the Chachamim, it's absolutely fine. Uma'asenami, the Miriam And remember again, now the Gemara says the rest of the Mishnah makes sense as well. Because what did the Mishnah say? There was an episode. With Mirma Tamudis, Shanizrak Allah Echad Minhadamim, with Mirma Tamudis, again, Moses Gemara is quoting the Mishnah, where she offered up the first of her Kabanos, the first blood was sprinkled, and they came and they told her about her daughter who was deathly ill, she found Nebuch that her daughter had died, she was now Tomei Tumas Mace. And again, if you look at the Lashon of the Mishnah, the Cham told her, don't worry, meaning just the first carbon you offered is good, offer up the rest of the carbonos and you're fine. Shmamina. The Gemara says, you see from here that what? Then Adi Demachlokis, Yisra, and the Chachamim is about that first carbon and its validity. According to Chachamim, it's valid, and you just offer up the remaining carbonos. According to Belez, you have to offer, re-offer the first carbonos. Well. So the Rambam Paskins like the Chachamim, and therefore in this case, again, where the Nazir would become Tameh, 
after the sprinkling of the blood of the first carbon, even though you'd have to now wait seven days before offering up the rest of the carbonos, that I'm not pass is like the Chum that that first carbon would be valid and it does not have to be repeated. Hadron Allah, Shlosha Minin. Calling God over this is a really fascinating sugya. It's going to take us very well, we're going to see. Kohen Gadol Benazir. As well, so listen to this case. There's a Kohen Gadol and a Nazir walking together. This is not like a joke. You know, that's right. So those ones are Kohen Gadol Nazir and a priest. You know, there's not. Uh, so there's a Kohen Gadol and Nazir together. So what's that, Ein metamin likrovehem. So what's that? Kohen Gadol and Nazir share a common denominator, which is what? Neither of them are permitted to become Tame even for the Zayn Krovim, even for the seven close relatives. Remember, again, this stands in contradistinction to, to a coin Hedyot, where as much as a coin Hedyot also just can't become randomly Tame, coin Hedyot does have, I want to be clear, it's not just a dispensation, actually we'll see, it's, it's interesting, Machlokas, if the ability for a coin Hedyot to become Tame for the Zayn Krovim, for the seven close relatives, a mother, father, brother, sister, son, daughter, spouse, wife, so... Is that a is that a rishus? Is that a license, or is it an obligation? So we'll get into that a little bit. But again, a kohen gadol and a nazir cannot become tummy even for the seven close relatives. However, aval mitamin lemeis mitzvah. But I will say they can become tummy for a meis mitzvah. Remember again, we've spoken a little bit about meis mitzvah a few days ago. I was it over? I think it was over Yantif, right? Mm-hmm. That meis mitzvah. The definition of a meis mitzvah is someone who literally has no. Kovrim, someone, someone ultimately, again, no one to bury them. Again, now I want to be clear, let, 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 let's, say, let's say you have someone, remember, just to give you the extreme case that you might dealt with, let's say somebody dies and their son is the Kohen Gadol. So I, person's a Mesmith, so there's no one to bury them because the son can't become time. Remember, that's not called Mesmith, but why? Because that son could arrange for burial. So, so remember, again, any Mesmith, so someone is not just who has nobody to actively bury them, but no one to even take care of hiring other people to bury them as well. So Kohen Gadol Nazir can become Tami for a Meis Mitzvah. For example, listen to this. This is really fascinating. So let's say Kohen Gadol Nazir walking on the road. Umatsu Meis Mitzvah. So listen to this fascinating Shaila. Kohen Gadol and Nazir are walking down the road and they find a Meis Mitzvah. So now what's going to be the Shaila? The Shaila is who should become Tami to bury the Meis Mitzvah. Right, let's say again. Now, this is presupposing, by the way, that that you only need one person. Right, let's assume for a moment you only need one person to accomplish the whole thing. So, who should go ahead and do it? Rabbi Abi Ezra Omer Yitama Yitma Kohen Gadol Va'al Yitma Nazir. So, Rabbi Abi Ezra says the Kohen Gadol should do it and not the Nazir. The Chachamim Omrim Yitma Nazir Va'al Yitma Kohen Hedyot. So, listen to this. The Chachamim say, forget about Kohen Gadol. Even if it's a choice, even if it's a choice between a Nazir and a Kohen Hedyot, still it's always better for a Nazir to do it than any Kohanim. Now, now, obviously you understand what they're arguing about ultimately is whose Kedusha is more acute or whose Kedusha is more intense. Is Kedusha's Kahuna or Kedusha's Kohen Gadol or Kedusha's Nazir more intense? Listen to this. So Rabbi Lezer says, the Kohen should be the one who becomes Tomei. And I'll tell you why. Because the both say, remember, the Kohen, when he becomes Tomei, he does not bring a Karban for his Tumar. But remember again, what happens ultimately again if a Nazir becomes Tomei? If a Nazir becomes Tomei, then Lemais say again, first of all, it undermines his entire Nazir. He's got to start all over again. Okay, fine, that doesn't bother us as much. What does bother us even more is he has to bring a carbon for his tumah. 
the, what Rabbi Eliezer understands is the fact that a Nazir has to bring a carbon for his Tumah is indicative of the fact that what? That his Kedusha is more acute than that of the Kohen Gadol. The Haraya, because violation of that Kedusha ultimately requires a carbon. As opposed to a Kohen, if he becomes Tameh, also an episode Kohen, if he becomes Tameh. So he has to go through the process of Tara. But there is no sacrificial obligation. Therefore, because there's a sacrificial obligation for Nazir, the Kedusha of Nazir is more acute. Therefore, again, if there's a choice between the Kohen Gadol becoming Tar, no, excuse me, Tameh, or the Nazir becoming Tameh, it should be the Nazir who becomes Tameh. So the Chachamim responded, No. Yitma Nazir, She'im Kiddushaso Kiddushas Olam. Va'ayitma Kohen, She'kiddushaso Kiddushas Olam. So we'll say the Chachamim, now here's what's interesting. So the Chachamim respond and they say, No. The Kiddusha of the Kohen is more acute. Why? Because his Kiddusha, first of all, I'll say it's two things. When they say Kiddusha, so Kiddusha Olam, what they're saying is not just in terms of duration. They're also talking about the fact that it is a conferred Kiddusha. Uh, no, is that the right word? It's a conferred Kiddusha? It's an inherent kiddusha, and maybe inherent is the, is the better word. It's an inherent Kiddusha, as opposed to, as opposed to the Nazir, which is a voluntary, bestowed. It's a sign. Voluntary, but it, okay, you understand the, the point is let's use let's go with inherent. The the coin has an inherent kiddusha versus what's called nazir is more of an ass- I don't know if that's the right term, but we'll use it for now. An assigned kiddusha. Right? The idea over here. So we'll say here's what's interesting. Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim agree on principle. And what do they what's the principle they agree on? That the person with lesser kedusha should be the one who becomes tummy. That's the thing. So they, they, everyone's on agreement with the principle. The shaila just is who has lesser kedusha or who has greater kedusha. So again, Rabbi Lazar says that it's clearly the Nazar has greater kedusha because violation of his kedusha results in sacrificial obligation. If you have to bring a carbon, you become tummy. That must mean that your kedusha is more intense and more acute. Therefore, the coin godl should become tummy. So again, Chachamim say no. Kohen is Kiddushah, so Kiddushah is Olam, it's an eternal Kiddushah, it's an inherent Kiddushah versus Nazir, which is an assigned Kiddushah. I will say, by the way, now once they say that, you also understand why, according to Rabbi Eliezer, they were, excuse me, according to the, according, why, according, excuse me, according to the Chachamim, they would even hold that a Nazir should become Tameh even before who? Even before a Kohen Hedyot. Because remember, the argument of Kiddushah, Kiddushah, so Kiddushah as Olam is not just an argument by Kohen Gadol, it's an argument by any Kohen, says the Gemara. Bishlama, listen to this. Bishlama Kohen Gadol. I will say this is very exciting. No? Yeah. Yeah, good. This is be- because again, now you can see already where this is going to go. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to apply. We're going to see all different people and all the relative levels of Kedusha. So Bishlama Kohen Gadol, the Nazir, High Saver Kohen Gadol Adif, the High Saver Nazir Adif. So it says the Gemara, okay, the truth is, I hear... Why about this? I hear this case of Coin Godel Nazir, and I've also remember this case of Coin Godel Nazir is also a wonderfully like tension provoking case because they are two very similar personalities in terms of their restrictions. So I understand Chachamim holds that Coin Godel is greater, and Rabbi Lazar holds that Nazir is greater. Listen to this Mashuach b'shemen hamishcha Omeruba bebegadim. We'll say, listen to this. Let's say you have two different Kohanim. Now, we'll say, remember, these are two Kohanim Gidolim. Right? Let's say you have a Kohen Gadol who was anointed with Shemana Mishra, with anointing oil, and Merubah Bebegadim. Now, we'll say, remember, 
the way you're supposed to go ahead and, in an ideal sense, is the way you're supposed to anoint the Kohen Gadol, Kohanim Gedolim, and Malachim, and kings are anointed in the same way, Shem Mishra, with anointing oil. Now, I remember, again, at, historically we know anointing oil was hidden away at some point in time. So at that point, how do they anoint, how do they anoint, um, how do they anoint Kohanim Gedolim? It was called Merubah Begadim. You would put on the clothing of the Kohen Gadol, and that ultimately would be your induction into the service of the Kahuna Gidola. So let's say you have over here two Kohanim Gidolim. One who is anointed with anointing oil, and one who is Meruba Bibigadim. And one ultimately who is, becomes a, became a Kohen Gadol, ultimately again through Bigadim. Now, now obviously we're not going to get into right now how this is possible. Because remember again, you never have two simultaneously functioning Kohanim Gidolim. But that, that's not, that doesn't matter for our case right now. We're just at, we're trying to figure out relative levels of kedusha. So for argument's sake, if you were to have, although again, the rush does come up with this. Tosas also points out how you could have it. But again, for our discussions, it's not really all that important. The idea is you have them. They're standing side by side. So who should become Tame Lames? So listen to this. So Mashuach B'Shemana Mishcha Adif. So the Kohen, the Kohen Gadol anointed with anointing oil, ultimately again, is the one who has greater kedusha. Why Rabbi so there's something called par which is that if the Kohen Gadol offers or issues an erroneous ruling, he issues a psak halacha that permits something that under normal circumstances would be a chi of karis. So let's say, for example, the Kohen Gadol, Gadol has a psak halacha that permits someone to eat a particular piece of chilev, a particular fat. And it turns out that the fat is indeed prohibited. Remember, consumption of, of, of illegal chilev could result in karis. So the Kohen Gadol has to bring a special offering, a special carbon called par ha mitzvos. The Gemara points out is that not every Kohen Gadol brings that offering, but rather it is only a Kohen Gadol who what? Who was anointed with Shemen Mishcha, But a Kohen Gadol who was anointed, Meruba Bebegadim, does not bring that carbon. So the Gemara wants to suggest is that the fact that the Kohen anointed with Shemen Mishcha brings that Parabah Kal Mitzvos, and a Meruba Bebegadim, a Meruba Begadim, does not indicates that what? That the Kohen that is Nimshach, B'Shemana Mishcha, has greater Kiddusha than the one who is Meruba Begadin. Therefore, if both of them are walking on the road together and there is a Mes Mitzvah, the Meruba Begadin should be become, should be Matame himself and the Mashuach B'Shemana Mishcha should not. Fine. Next. Mashuach Sha'avar Umeruba Begadin. Oh, so this is also another great case. Listen to this. Let's say you have two, again, these are two Kohanim Gedolim. Mashuach Sha'avar, the first Kohen Gadol, was anointed with anointing. He is Kohen Gadol Emeritus. Kohen Gadol Emeritus. Okay? Versus Meruba Begadim. Meruba Begadim means he's the active Kohen Gadol, but he was not anointed with oil. Instead, he put on the clothing of the Kohen Gadol, and that's how he became the Kohen Gadol. So, so now remember, we've established that active Meshuach Melchama, excuse me, Meshuach B'Shavana Mishra, is more Kadosh than active Meruba Begadim. Now the Shaila is, is retired Meshuach B'Shavana Mishra, Meshuach B'Shavana Mishra, was his status relative to Meruba Begadim. So says the Gemara, Meruba Begadim, Adif. 
We'll say in this case over here, the Kohen Gadol who was anointed with clothing, when again who was Merubagadim, he has greater kedusha than the one than the Kohen Gadol Emeritus. Even though the Kohen Gadol Emeritus was anointed with oil, the Meruba Begadim Avidavoda Ve'ilu Mashuach Shavar Lav Baravodu. So we'll say so the truth is this was an easy one. Why is this an easy one? Because Lamaisa again. The the coin sha'af the coin gadol sha'avar even if though he's even though he's anointed with oil he's retired so we also once you know understand retired kohanim gedolim often find we'll, we'll discuss this in greater depth but find themselves in an interesting position because remember again once you serve this coin gadol you can never go back to being a coin hedyot so that that coin gadol sha'avar is an interesting case of like a nishtahim nishtaher he's he's really in kohanic limbo because he can't really do anything so the gemara says of course the meruba begadim of course, is going to have greater kedusha. Why? Because the meruba begadim is the one who's doing the avota. He's performing sacrificial service and rites. Versus the kohen gadol sha'avar, even though he's mashuach, even though he's anointed with oil, he's not doing avoda. So the mashuach sha'avar should be metami for the meis mitzvah and not the meruba begadim. Next, avar machmas kiriyav, va'avar machmas muvo. Well, say, listen to this. Let's say you have. Two former Kohanim Gidolim. <laughs> Two former Kohanim Gidolim. We'll say now one of them, one of them is quote-unquote former. Why? Because he had a seminal emission. And most remember, the halacha is, the halacha is, this is in general, but it's, it's much, it's more acute by Kohanim, which is that if a Kohen has a seminal emission, he's a Balkari. A Balkari, we'll say the halacha is, has a level of Tumah, but it's only Tumah for one day, meaning the day that the emission occurred, he goes to the mikvah, and that night, Harif Shemesh, he's fine. He's tar again. So we'll say, let's say the Kohen Godla had a seminal emission, which means that, and, and let's say again, it's, uh, it's what's today? Thursday. Right? So seminal emission on Thursday, okay? So for today, he can't do the avoda. He can't do the avoda. So we'll say, so what happens? So he's what's called, uh, he, he's what's called avar machmas kiruyav. He's, he's the non-practicing Kohen Gadol, so he's quote-unquote the Kohen Gadol emeritus for today. Remember, that's why they have a backup. There's always a backup Kohen Gadol. So for today, he's the non-practicing Kohen Gadol. And then there's another non-practicing Kohen Gadol, but he's a non-practicing Kohen Gadol. Why? Because he developed a mum. So he developed a mum. He developed some kind of disqualifying blemish, whatever, whatever it might be. Therefore, I'm, I'm sorry? So the, ca- the case over here is it's mumkeva. He developed a mumkeva and established it's not going away. And therefore, again, he was retired. He was the Kohen Gadol, developed this mum, this blemish. He was retired. So now you have, quote, say, it's an interesting case by this. You have, quote, unquote, two former Kohanim Gedolim. Now, one, of course, is just the former Kohen Gadol for how long? For today, and one is a former Kohen Gadol permanently. They both, they're walking together. They go ahead and come across the Mace Mitzvah. Who should bury him? <laughs> so we'll say the Kohen Gadol, who is only the former Kohen Gadol because of the seminal emission, he has greater Kedusha than the other guy. Why? So we'll say again, this also is a very intuitive one. Obviously, the Kohen Gadol, who's, who's, who's the former Kohen Gadol for the day because of the seminal emission, has greater Kedusha than the one who has the Mum. Because again, the guy with the seminal emission, at least tomorrow, tomorrow, he'll be back on duty. The other, the other Mahmas ultimately again, he's retired forever. Fine. So we'll say, so in that case, again, the Kohen Gadol, who was who was retired because of his mum will be the one who will become tame and the other one will not. Ibailu. Was another case. Mashuach milchama usigan. Was listen to this case. 
Now, by the way, so now we're moving past. In the, in the previous <laughs> cases, we were comparing different levels of Kohan and Gidolim. Now we're moving past that a little bit and, and going ahead and moving to the next tier of Kohanim. Let's say, say you have the Mashuach Mechama and the Skan. So who is the Mashuach Mechama? The Mashuach Mechama ultimately, again, was the Kohen whose specific job was to lead the army out to war, right? He was the one, ultimately, that would give the whole speech before going out to war, listing all of the exemptions. He's the one that would give them the divrei chizok, the divrei oros, that they're going to be successful. So this is the Mashuach Mecham and the Skan. Who is the Skan? So the Skan, of course, is the assistant coin Gadol, the backup coin Gadol. So we'll say, if you have these two people walking on the road together, Mashuach Mecham and Skan, and there's a Mace Mitzvah, who should become Tomei to take care of the Mace Mitzvah? So listen to this. So the Gemara says, Mashuach Milchama Adif. So the one who was anointed for battle. He is, he ultimately has greater Kiddusha. Why? Because on one hand, again, I will say he is fit, meaning he's, he's fit for his job. He, he's, he's ultimately the one who leads them out to war. Dilmaskan Adif, La'avoda. So let's say, see here what's interesting over here? The coming down between both of these people is right now in this moment, when they're walking down the road and they encounter the Mace Mitzvah, they're both quote-unquote inactive. What does that mean? Meaning they both have specific jobs, but neither of them is fulfilling a specific job right now. So the Mashuach Nochama ultimately, again, his job is to lead the people out to war. So that's what, his, that's what he's fit for. Versus the Sgan, who if the Kohen Gadol becomes disqualified, is ready to step in for the Avodah. So who has greater Kiddusha? To which the Gemara says, Tashma the Sanya, there is no distinction between the coin who is Mashuach Melchama, who was anointed for war, and the Skan coin Gadol Ella Shem Hayu Mahalchin Baderech Umatzu Meis Mitzvah Yitami Mashuach Melchama Vayitami Asgan. So I'll say, all right. So the Bryce seems to be quite explicit. There is no distinction between them, meaning they're both considered to be anointed Kohanim. One exception between them is that they're both walking down the road together, and what happens? And they come across a Meis Mitzvah. The Mashuach Melchama should become Tomei, and the Skan should not. Aye, who's the husband? Mashuach Melchama, he did his job, whereas the Skan is someone who's going to be. Not necessarily, but again, what if war happens now? War happens again, the Skan's going to be needed again. Right, meaning again, that's the, the common error between both of them is you can could, you could make the argument that both are on call. They're both on call. They're both always wearing, you know, their Kohanic pagers because something happens to the Kohen Gadol, so Skan's got to kick. War comes about, the, the Mashuach Melchama has to kick in. Correct. Well, no, no, no. He's, he's, oh, he's in that status, meaning you are the Kohen Gadol, you are the Kohen Mashuach Melchama. That's your office. You're inactive now because there's no war. Same thing with the scan. You're the scan coin gadol. You're inactive right now because the coin gadol is fine. So the commonality both of them is they both have a higher calling, but their higher calling is only activated in the event that certain circumstances occur. And right now, neither of their circumstances have materialized. So they both stand by Kohanim. No, correct. There is no scan mashuach nochama. The only is an important point I will say. Remember, the only person who has a backup, the only the only high-profile coin who has a backup is going to be the coin Gadol. And that's because, remember, every day there is there are avodas that the coin Gadol himself must do. So there must always be a coin Gadol. Mashuach Mechama, worst case scenario, if Mashuach Mechama died, and the next day there's a war, they'll appoint another guy. They'll appoint another guy. So it says the Gemara the following. 
says the Gemara the following. So both I say here, the Bryce seems to be quite explicit. The Bryce says that if the Mashuach Mochama and the Skan Kohen Gadol are walking on the road together and they find the Mace Mitzvah, so the Mashuach Mochama should become Tameh and not the Skan. I have a Hatanya, Mashuach Mochama called him a Skan. But I say there's another Brysa, and the Brysa says that the Mashuach Mochama is more Chosh of Kodem. We assume that Kodem means that ultimately again, Kodem means that he's more Choshev than the Skan. So also it seems to contradict it. Because on one hand, the Bryce is telling me if they're walking down the street together, the Mashuach Melchama should become Tami for the Mace Mitzvah and not the Skan. But yet the very next Bryce, it says that the Mashuach Melchama is more Choshev than the Skan. So what's going on? Bosei, this is amazing. Arma Zutra, this is really fascinating. Le'inyan ha'chiyoso, Mashuach Melchama Adif. Rabosei, in terms of sustaining him, in terms of sustaining one of them, the Mashuach Melchama is more important. And I will say, now, now what, what does that mean? Take a look, take a look. Uh, actually, let's finish with this. My time, what's the reason? The Talu Bey Rabim. Because I will say, people depend on him. And I will say, now take a look. This is absolutely amazing. Take a look at the rush for just a moment. Vahatanya, it's the last, and I don't know, I think we all have different uh, arrangements of the rush. The last two lines in the rush, right hand column. Vahatanya, Mashuach Mechama Kodam Laskan, Perishut the Sefta Haris Mesina, Le'inyan Lachyoso, Kegon Lahaktim Lomazonos, Olefakiach Es Hagal. Boss, this is going to blow your mind. Let, let, let's just switch gears in just a moment. Let's say both Kohanim are trapped under rubble. Right? Mashuach Melchama and the Sgan Kohen Gadol. And what? And you can only save one of them. Or there's only enough food for one of them. Who do you save under those circumstances? So the Gemara says, in that respect, you save the Mashuach Melchama. Why do you save the Mashuach Melchama? So again, because the Gemara said, Mishum the Talu Rabim. Because the multitudes are dependent on him. Look at the rush again. Mashuach Melchama Adif the Talu Rabim. Kol Erech HaMelchama Na'asa Apiv. Because they both say, he is the one ultimately that leads the army out to war. Look at Rashi for just a moment. The Talu Rabim. The Avid Melchama B'Shuram. Do you hear this chap over here? This is absolutely amazing on so many levels. What the Gemara is saying is like this. The Mashuach level. The Mashuach Melchama is more important than the Skan. Why? The Skan is important on both sides because the Skan is needed in the event something happens to the Kohen Gadol. Someone needs to do the Avodim the base. I make Dash. But I will say, here's what's amazing. From the eyes of your worth to Kalal Yisrael, who has greater worth? Someone who offers up Ketores in the base I make Dash or someone who leads the masses and inspires the masses and is there for them in times of crisis and times of war. The Gemara says, it's better to be there for the Rabbim than it is to offer up the Torahs in the Beis HaMikdash. Absolutely amazing. Therefore, if there's only enough resources to save one of them, you save the Mashiach. Do you understand what this means, by the way? you understand what it's saying? What it's saying is, there is nothing greater you could do in life than serve the Klau. That is the pinnacle of Judaic accomplishment. It is the pinnacle of greatness. It's to be there for your people. Yeah, it's great to offer up Ketores. There's no Shaila about that. But if you have a choice in saving one of them, you save the Mashiach Melchama. On the other hand, on the other hand, when it comes to Tuma, meaning if it comes to a choice of who's going to become Tame, the Sgan, or the Mashuach Melchama, so we'd rather have the Mashuach Melchama become Tame and not the Sgan. The Sanya, as well as I say here, so now again, you understand, the Gemara is now saying that the Brysos are not contradictory. So therefore, when it comes to Tuma, when it comes to Tuma, and there's a choice between who's going to become Tame, the Skan Kohen Gadol or the Mashuach Melchama, the Mashuach Melchama becomes Tame. I will say, well, actually, see, we're not going to get to it now, but there's an interesting discussion in the post game in terms of 
can the Mashiach Muhammad do his job even Batuma? Even Batuma. And I will say, Pepashtos, the answer is yes. Why? Because Lemaisa, again, he's going out to war. I'm saying there's a whole bunch of Tuma when it comes out to war. So, again, but leaving that aside, when it comes to Tuma, so ultimately, again, everyone will, will agree that the Mashuach Muhammad mm-hmm. should become Tame before this guy. He should take care of the mitzvah. That's the price it means when it says they're walking on the road, they both see the mitzvah. Ultimately, the Mashuach Muhammad should become Tame, leave this guy in a state of Tara. However, again, when it comes to who is more important, so to speak, so the Mashuach Muhammad has Kedimus over the Skan Kohen Gadol. Why? Because the Mashuach Muhammad serves the Rabbim. He serves the masses. And Rabbi said that's the highest calling within our people. So the Gemara just says, Desanya. But again, but yet, we try to preserve the, the Tara of the Skan ultimately again over the Mashuach Muhammad. This Nan Rabbi Hanina ben Antigonus Omer, Lama Tiknu Skan Kohen Gadol. Why did they establish? A scan for the Kohen Gadol. Very simply, Shem Irabo Psul Hari Nichnas Umishamish Tachtov. Because the Gemara is just saying intuitively, this is why we want to preserve the Kedusha of the scan to whatever degree possible. Because what's the whole point of the scan? The point of the scan is should the Kohen Gadol become Tame, we want the backup to be there. So obviously, I will say, if the backup becomes Tame, it kind of undermines the entire purpose. Therefore, because he's the backup Kohen Gadol, we try to preserve his Kiddusha to whatever degree possible, and therefore we'd rather have the Mashuach Milchama ultimately become Tomei over him. Ad kan lo pligi, ella bekoin god lo venozir, ki azli behadi adodi. So we'll see now, the Gemara kind of wants to conclude with just one last thought, that up until now, this machlokis only came up over here because he had the coin Gadol and Nazir walking on the road together. So we'll say, when they're walking on the road together, and if we presuppose that what? That only one of them is necessary to ultimately bury the Meis Mitzvah. So then I understand why this machlokis comes up, because the Shaila ultimately is, who should become Tameh and who shouldn't? Aval chad chad l'kudei, Bar it muye inun. But I both say, but at the end of the day, one thing is clear, bless you, which is what? That if either of them were walking alone, then what? It goes without saying that they would become Tame for the Mace Mitzvah. So we'll say, with the Gemara, now, the Gemara is kind of circling back. Let's, let, let's go back to basics. We got caught up in a discussion about relative Kedusha, and ultimately, again, who should become Tame when you have a choice of only one of them becoming Tame. But one thing is clear, says the Gemara, that if either Kohen Gadol or Nazir, were walking themselves on the road, that what? That Lamais, again, they definitely would become Tomei for a Meis Mitzvah. To which the Gemara now says, Minahani Mili. So it's interesting, because we got so caught up in this discussion of who, like, Kedimos, of precedence of Kedusha, let's go back to basics a little bit. How do we know that for a Kohen Gadol and a Nazir, that they do become Tomei for Meis Mitzvah? Where do we know that from? The Tanah Abba, let's just do the few more lines. So remember, this is the Pasuk by Kohen Gadol. So the Pasuk says, So the Pasuk says that on all nafshos meis, on any, for any dead people, the Kohen Gadol should not come in contact with them. For his mother and his father, he should not go ahead and become Tomei. So the Gemara says, B'makas of Medaber. So both say, so who we, when the Pasuk says, Akol nafshos meis, when the Pasuk says, for any people who die, for any dead people, the Kohen Gadol should not come in contact, who are we talking about? Iber Chokim, if you want to say he's dealing with non-relatives, then you can make a Kavachomer. Umakoin had yot, Shu 
who cannot become Tame, excuse me, who can become Tame for Krovim, for relatives, can't be, for the seven close relatives, can't become Tame for Rechokim, Kohen Godel Shinim Matami Likrovim, Eino Din Shinim Matami Likrovim, the Rebbe said, Kohen Godel, who cannot become Tame for Krovim, all the more so, again, he can't become Tame for Rechokim, Ela, the Krovim HaKosov Medaber, rather, says the Gemara, that phrase, Al Kol Nafshos Meis, refers to who Rabosai, even the Kohen Godel's close relatives. He may not become Tame even for the close relatives. Ula Aviv mitzvah. And Shabo says, here's the interesting part. If that's true, when the Pasik says, is referring to the Kohen Godel's close relatives, and there's a follow-up Shiloh. What's the follow-up Shiloh? Why does it have to say, Why does it have to specify those two? I'm going to tell you why. Those are drushes. What do I learn out from the fact that it says he can't become Tamit for his father? Oh, so we'll say the Torah singles out father to teach me. It's for his father that he may not become Tamit before a Mace Mitzvah he can. And Abba say, what do we learn out from Emo? From Emo, we learn out Gzir Shava. And Abba say, we'll see that Gzir Shava with Gzir Shava ultimately will we'll connect Kohen Gadol to Nazir, but we're going to stop over here for today. So, say, so what we conclude with now is we've established all of our categories of relative Kedusha among the different Kohanim. That's number one. Now we've also established is, again, teaches me that a Kohen Gadol may not become Tomei for all of his relatives, close relatives. Lo'aviv, however, teaches me that he may become Tomei ultimately, again, for a Mes Mitzvah. Emo, we learn out, Gzeir Shava. Merit Hashem will expand that Gzeir Shava tomorrow. Sure. 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 Sure.